Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to the Warp Shelf. I'm Frank Duran. I'm Deshaun Vasquez. And today we're talking about the C A N D Y Man. We're talking yeah. about Candyman, people. Like this is. I, I feel like we should have had an episode on Candyman already. You know, like I yeah. feel like I, I, he may have been in the monster lineup when we were talking about monsters beating up people. He was, yeah, he was. Um, so we've talked about candy, our love for Candyman before. Uh, but we really going to get deep on it today because uh, I I think Deshaun came out of it being like, I have a fucking lot to say uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and immediately said, go see it. And I was like, OK, OK. And I I, I think this movie re- connects so much with the original film that you can't not talk about. Yeah. Candyman. It's, it's very candy much the truth. It's very much the tried and true reboot slash sequel. That's just like other sequels. There were no other sequels. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean, Candyman? Well, that's not true. That's not true. They acknowledge the sequels in like that one li- last sequence when he's going around the truck. You're like, hey, the other sequels matter. Don't worry about <laughs> a little bit, a little <laughs> but, bit. But not to spoil anything. But uh, of course, they're given a little bit of fan service at the end. You know that this movie's going. Well, to that's be... well, that's just acknowledging the original. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I I agree. I think because I don't that... know if you've seen the sequels. I have not. I was going. Yeah. So that's what I was. I I kind of wanted to watch the other two, uh, two and three and four. There's is there four? There's four. There's three. There's there's three. Okay. Yeah. This is the fourth. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, I have, I have not seen two and three of you. Um, I've seen two, didn't like it. So I didn't watch three. <laughs> uh, bi- the biggest mistake was that they moved it out of Chicago to Louisiana. Oh. And I'm like, dude, the fact that the first film takes place in Chicago is a big part of its story. And I don't yeah. like that you're messing around. And it was just exactly what you're afraid of with a slasher sequel. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, and and I think that this movie, uh, before we get deep on it, will be a little bit dividing. Uh, obviously, I see this movie getting yeah, review already, bombed on on IMBD. I've already kind of seen it with like amongst the people I know who have seen it because yeah. I came out of it just like I really fucking dug it. I like where it went, and I've had other people just like, oh yeah, yeah, I liked it. And I've had someone who's just like, yeah, it was okay. And I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well then you gotta tell me, like, why why do you feel that way? Like, why did you come out of Candyman, this sequel, uh, hyped about it? Because okay. uh, I, it is dividing. I think that there's obviously the political 
edge. There's like, oh man, this movie preaches too much, and you're like, shut the fuck up. Oh yeah, uh, every time. Like, please, like, can can my movie say something? Like, please, that's all I'm asking. Yeah, exactly. Like, and then and when that's... you when they don't, you're you're like, oh, these are vapid. But when they do, they're like, oh, shut up. Like, yeah, no, let my film. So you say can't something. fucking win. Um. <laughs> So the original Candyman, this sucker right here. He's got it. He's got it right there. Good old, good old Shout Factory, always. Yeah, no, seriously, if Shout Factory, please, please sponsor if you us do at sponsors, some point. Like, we would love please, to shill. Jesus Christ, I will sell my body for you because you make such nice Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we're not even we're not even an ad for it. We're if you're a fan of this show, you know that you probably have a couple Shout Factories. Or even I mean, obviously you got criterion. Everybody uh who listens to the show has a criterion. Yeah, I got like Four criterion, I think. <laughs> I have more Shout Factory, but to be honest, most of my physical library is horror because I'm just that type of nerd. Yeah, he's 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 the deep horror nerd, and that's why I, I I'm excited to hear why why you're excited about this because yeah. I I definitely liked it a lot, but I have some criticism. So yeah, I want I, have, I, I have wanna, one I per- want to get down on it. Yeah, I have one particular criticism because I dug uh, this. I think that this is a a, a very direct sequel and i think mm-hmm. that it uh it, it takes its own flavor i think it obviously has the jordan peel like uh je ne sais quoi. yeah and, exactly uh, and even though he's not directing and uh, uh but he is producing and writing mm-hmm. and i i think that there's a lot to like here and i think that fans of the original will obviously like this one, but I think also fans of the original will think a big piece is missing here. And that's my main criticism. Okay. But, but go go ahead. So here's my thing. And I had even spoken about this a couple years ago uh, when you, me, and Mary had watched Candyman because yeah. she hasn't seen it. And we were doing the thing where we were looking for something to watch and you always take forever. So I'm just <laughs> like, has Mary seen Candyman? Let's just put Candyman on. Yep. And like that original film, I have a lot of attachment for because I mean, I'm an easy mark for just sort of a mindless slasher. Like I love Friday the 13th and stuff like that. But Candyman has always been a little. Deshaun likes wanted violence. Big surprise to the rest of the show. Yeah. (laughs) And my biggest worry with any attempt at a new Candyman movie was that it would either shy away from the urban mythology because let's be honest, it's 2021 at the time we're recording this anyway. (laughs) <laughs> before the aliens have come <laughs> before the apocalypse guys next before the apocalypse, don't worry about and, it and they uncover this on a data disc somewhere <laughs> as archives like, uh, i found this tiny hard drive he transferred all the episodes on. yeah <laughs> like man i hate that that show got canceled because <laughs> i think it really had potential i think it could have gone somewhere yeah. Um, and so my biggest worry is that they would shy away from urban mythology because we live in such like a cynical modern world that when you try to talk about urban myths and stuff like that, yeah. any 12 year old on his cell phone could be like, yo, fake news, bro. I looked it up. I checked <laughs> it out on Snopes. This shit's bullshit. So I feel you like know, it would I either shy Yahoo away from answers, that and they said or no. or it would try too much to just tread familiar ground like halloween 2018 had this big problem you sort of run into a lot whenever it's like a reboot slash a sequel or it's just like Member? i think Ch- chucky's uh, i think one of the bigger culprits of that obviously with the child's play remake you know like is that well, like we want to do the same thing but change it up for the modern yeah, audiences child's and then play... it just feels like modern audiences yeah you like it's worth this? 
modernizes like it to the point where it seems unrecognizable in places. But there's also the worry of just like it being too member berries e. Like you don't want you don't want like a Halloween 2018 or like you don't a Force want an Awakens. Anchor, Anchorman two. I think everybody can yeah. understand like what like the like the problem with any bad sequel like Anchorman two, where just all Anchorman two did was go. You remember Anchorman one? I don't, but I wrote the script, so uh, we'll try to do the same thing. Yeah. Like, uh, like, and that's kind. That's like. Uh, you can see that in a lot of sequels where they're like, they didn't understand why the first one worked, but they're going to just try to do the first one again, you know, like. So what struck a chord with this one for me is that one, it's more or less is a very different story than the first one. It's yes. not really trying to follow those same beats, but it still acknowledges the original in a clever way that doesn't overbear it. It doesn't but still feel, is good enough for new audiences. It doesn't feel too twisty either. Mm -hmm. Um, like I, I will say that like we're we'll we'll talk spoilers, guys. Already spoiler warning. We already kind of gone. We're already in that territory. But like, if you're listening, spoiler time. But like the, I think the twist uh, of of him being the baby from the original, uh, is 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 built up the whole time and kind of alluded to the whole time that if any original fan likes the original movie, you'll see it almost right away. I you know? saw like, it from, I saw it from the initial teaser trailer. And then you, and then you see uh, that. And then of course the minute she opened, his mom opens the door. You're like, Oh shit. They brought yeah. her back. I love this. You know, so like, you're like, Hell it's like, yes. I like the cast. I like that. It shifts to, um, a primarily black point of view because one of the original criticisms that you can levy at the original yes, Candyman absolutely. is that you can tell it was made by white filmmakers because it sort of has like this conflicting sort of mythos where Candyman was a victim of racial injustice and yet he's targeting other black people in Cabrini Green who suffer yeah. just like he that doesn't it doesn't really it, and then it, the whole like of course he's message. praying after a white woman yeah, and it's like it, it, the the message doesn't come. Ac I I feel like that's kind of the problem is that the message comes across as like, oh, the violence cycle continues instead. And I feel, I feel like the reason why this movie, uh, this new one, is so dividing from the original is that the original keeps it has like rules. It puts rules down, very steady mm -hmm. rules, but it doesn't. It keep it's you know it's playing loose with everything. Everything's like ooh you know like yeah. this is and then this one it, to either its betterment or detriment sets a lot more rules and sets more uh uh mo as Dan Slot would say mojos for Candyman mm -hmm. you know like where it's like this is what Candyman is and has been and I'm trying to explain it and. I think that that either will make people mad because that's not my Candyman, that's not the Candyman I watched, or they're like, or they're, or like, I think most people will watch it and be like, that's cool expansion of what's going on, you know? Yeah, like, that's, that's a, what I liked about it. Like, I hesitate to say the word lore. Yeah, I would, I'd say mythos. Mythos seems like a better well, word for it. You know, it. this is another horror franchise where we're talking. Yeah. This is like Jason. This is Freddy. You know, like this is the same like. I mean, at this point, it's it's getting to it where they're they're said in the same breath. Hopefully, yeah. I hope you know. Like, and it's one of those things where 
I love that shift in POV because it actively subverts as well as criticizes the original in the same way that yeah. like HBO Watchmen did for the original text. Yeah. Where it was just like, oh, we love it and we show a lot of reference for it and we're not ignoring it. And there's a lot of like foundation for yeah. that build. But we also have shit to say about that original book. Yeah. And right. that's how I feel like this is the direction that this one goes as compared to the original. And I like that they're allowed to just be transgressive and be just like, oh, yeah, there's something weird about that movie. And we sort of want to expand on the mythos to sort of make that congeal a little better. Yeah, I um, I think absolutely this movie I think one of my, like, I, I think it was a relief to me, but you could tell by the way it was shot. It was definitely shot to be able to cut out any, like, too gory stuff, you know? Like, it was mm -hmm. kind of funny. You could tell that, like, every effect shot, every little, like, every little wicked gory thing, they were like, they were like, we could cut this out if we need to make it PG-13. And I'm glad they went hard R. I think that's... Uh, yeah, I would have been fucking livid. Yeah. Although, to speak about the way it was shot, I, this is the first Nia DaCosta film that I've ever seen. Yeah, she I like have I'm many. I think she's, no, only she's got pretty, one she's, other movie, Little Woods. And the yeah, other one... she's pretty new to the game. Although, just based on this, I'll probably keep an eye on her more often yeah. because this, at least, which is another problem with like belated sequels, is that you never feel like they have their own distinct style. And this film definitely has its own distinct style and takes little things from the original mm. that were sort of there, like the bees and the mirrors and like really pushes them as huge yeah. motifs. Yeah, especially and right from the get go too. the all the logos you see are backwards, like you're looking. At yeah, I thought that was mirror, great. Like, you know, like and it kind of alludes that like, you know, like that, that, that to that, like in the. They play it in the original. They're like, hey, he's in the mirror all the time. But, like, he obviously comes out and, like, grabs people. But in, like, this, it's very much, like, he's – you can only see him in the mirror, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, uh, uh, until the – you know, obviously until the end, you know? Like, but, like, it's uh, I, I when I think he's gained more power. But I really <laughs> – I think that the strongest thing about this movie is, of course – uh, I mean, the directing is absolutely fantastic, mm -hmm. but please say the, uh, because I'm going to butcher his name. The main actor's name? Yes, thank uh, you. Yahya Abdul-Mateen. The dude, second. Like, hell yeah, dude. Bring in the fucking heat, I this think, This fucking here. man doesn't miss. What the hell? We've been <laughs> talking about him for so long. Yeah, he's 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 killing it. Like, yeah. he, he really is. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's Black Manta. You know, he's in... Trial of Chicago 7, which I haven't seen, but Deshaun said was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and, of course, we all – we were talked about him in Watchmen, you know, mm -hmm. like where we were like, he's killing it in this. And I and I, I think that uh, – I, I think him and uh, William Burke, uh, the kid, well, the guy who plays William Burke, uh, C Coleman Domingo – really fucking bring it this movie i think yeah. they really did such a great job and uh i i think they bring such strong performances to this to this mm -hmm. horror movie um go ahead no i was just going to say just more stuff that i like and what i was worried about wouldn't happen the reason i came out of this so positive is because it didn't really fall into any of the traps I was worried about. And that's not to say it's perfect. I have other problems, yeah. but nothing in the way that's like I was afraid of with a modern take on a Candyman film. Yeah. 
like it, it it leans even further into urban myth than the original does and it also expands on it by saying that myths never really go away so much as evolve with each generation and that mostly gets into third act stuff but and, that's the stuff i like and i think that they're 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 saying they're saying something about the power of of telling a story not yeah, just oral story by your say by yourself but by everybody you know like everybody spreading the story and i think that's i i think that's why i wanted it to go like one step further at the end and mm-hmm. I, go a little bit more un, unhinged at the end i like i like the ending i'm not saying i don't like the ending i just he alludes to maybe doing a show and having like hundreds and hundreds of people say his name and you know give candy man even more power and like and i think that would have been dope uh, yeah did you, did you watch that. the entire credit sequence no oh yes no they show the the, the yeah that whole like shadow puppet thing yeah, at the end yeah, yeah like yeah. that's telling like its own story yeah i was like whoa i was like holy smokes. also minor note i love that that shadow puppet thing was in the entire movie i was worried that was just going to be a trailer thing and it's all over the movie and it's really dope yeah because i i think that you could have gone like you could have just shown footage you know like and instead they went the it's funny they went the deathly hollows route i felt like i was Mm. like i was like they're doing the deathly hollows bit here you know where they're like telling the story but like in a completely different style yeah and and also and you've seen the movie and you know when it's like wait that didn't happen but of course (laughs) you get the misconceptions as stories change over the decades so you're like wait that didn't happen that's not how i heard it yeah right exactly that's and it's already kind of brings you into that like wait what am i supposed to believe about the candy man story you know like what am i so like i've heard this oh i've heard this you know like it's kind of already spread you know it already starts to spread like that you know like already Mm -hmm. in your own mind uh and i think that that's that's so interesting because it's like i i think there's there's obviously a lot of power in 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 public storytelling and 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 just community you know like and what happens uh and obviously it's it's funny because the candy man's a story that's being told out of the suffering and the spite going on in uh you know in 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 um something green what's it green uh what's the what's the neighborhood called? Uh, cabrini green cabrini green it's like all the suffering at cabrini green uh turns into this story and you know like and it kind of uh, like there's a couple times where they say like oh it's just a justification for these bad things you know like it's yeah and you're like no the new the new framework power to this yeah the new framework like just gives it so much more um pathos in some ways even more than the original does and it's good that it takes place in Chicago again because Cabrini Green was a real place. I have two friends who live in Chicago, and just because I'm a Candyman nerd, and Cabrini Green is um in certain like Dresden Files books because those books also take place in Chicago, yeah. I like pick their brains about it. It's just like, oh yeah, Cabrini Green was a really bad project at the time, like at that time, especially like before, like right before they were born, because as they were kids, that was when it was starting to get like gentrified. gentrified. Yeah, and they were just like, that was the place, like, you avoided. That was, like, the bad part of town. And then, you know, rich white people came in and tried to clean it up. 
so obviously a huge part of this movie is talking about gentrification and mm-hmm. what that means and and what that means when it comes to when a store when a neighborhood changes you know like what you know like what what happens to stories what happens to the what happened there you know like mm-hmm. and it's it's kind of i love the arguments going on here because obviously uh, it's not being like gentrification is not happening, you know, like that's the other argument because obviously it's happening. Like, you know, like it's not like a not, you know, like you're like, come on, guys. Uh, it's one of those things that you're like the the it, it's they they're able to bring up a an actual pretty good argument against like him, uh, you know, being like this place is being gentrified. And like they have the critic stand in is that devil's advocate uh, saying that artists cause the gentrification of Mm -hmm. neighborhoods and i think it's super interesting because it's one of those things that i think me and you went through in college we went to college in brookline in boston you know like we stay we lived in alston which was like it used to be you know not a super nice part of town and then it became an artist's place you know like because that was the only cheap part of town you know, like where it was like, oh, all these college students who can't afford anything else mm-hmm. live over there. And now because it's bec- all the culture that came with college students and art and 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 really just like having that community there, uh, all of a sudden the rich white people go, I want that, too. That seems nice now mm-hmm. it wasn't nice before but now it's nice let's put a Bruins stadium over there and <laughs> then we'll and then they just and then of course that spreads and there's now always harvard owns all of it and it just became some it's become something completely else than what it was and i'm not even mourning how it was when i lived there because i lived and it started to get nice and it's it's gotten a lot it's really nice there uh, but it's one of those things that like and, and I want, you know, I want my city to be nice, but at the same yeah, time. Yeah, but you can see the cause and effect. Yeah, it's exactly. You can literally see it happening because, like, they literally pushed. I, I love the way they say it in the movie. You push people to an area and then you 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 stifled them. You basically cut them off from the rest of the world and were like, deal with it. And then and then you all of a sudden, once, once they start thriving, not even thriving surviving uh bringing their culture you know like anybody does Mm -hmm. you know when they show up to a neighborhood uh it it, it's it's kind of astounding you know like uh, it's 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 also horrifying in a way you know like i like i think i like that a lot about this movie is there's the horror of Candyman, but it's also this horror of of gentrification and 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 human callousness and and dehumanization, you know, like which is good because, given the premise of the original film, any new Candyman I think should really go there and should be really transgressive. So that was sort of the appeal for me coming out. I'm like, I'm glad it went the places it did because anything less wouldn't have felt right. No, I agree. I think you're exactly on the money. I think that. If this was just the Friday the 13th from 2000... Um, uh, Halloween. Ha- no, no, no. Uh, Friday the 13th, I'm talking about. Oh, the uh, Friday the 13th remake? Yeah. Yeah, that which was sort of... nothing. You know, like it was yeah, just it's, another it's, Jason movie. It which might as well have just... Instead of a remake, it might as well have just been called Part 12 or something because it just feels like another sequel. 
Right? And but like, that's, that's sort that's of a fine. different case where, like, with the Friday the 13th movies, you you don't ask for much if you're a fan of those. But Candyman, while it is technically a slasher, always had something a little deeper underneath. So that's why I didn't like the initial sequel is yeah. because it sort of undermines well, that like nuance. That's what I'm saying is that like you could you you could try to remake your series with that Friday the Thirteenth there mm-hmm. and not change anything, and you just get the same thing, and it just becomes a nothing entry in your series. You know, like it's just like hey, another one, or what we have here and i think that's uh, i think that's probably my basic summary of of my review of this movie is a is a movie that's a step above horror movies and what i expected from a candyman sequel you know like yeah. uh, what i what you know like it's just like what eh, like, which like is good because above. you you were pretty much watching just my slow excitement for this movie the more <laughs> it kept being advertised i'm like god Oh, this looks like it could be really good. Like it seems like they understand it. Yes. And I really hope I'm not disappointed. And I think that's I think that any fan will will appreciate that is that they understood Candyman here. Other than my main criticism, I'll just say it right here. I'll, I haven't said it yet. Yeah. My main I know you've been wanting movie, to I, is that they just got rid of the gothic feel of Candyman. Yeah, that's fair. And and there's a lot to that gothic feel. There's that like the empty hallways, which they do a couple times. They do that. I feel like the whole critic section is them being like, "Let's get this. Let's bring that like ethereal gothic feel to it," but with the modern design. Um, and I think that sequence really kind of nails that feel. Uh, but other than that, it doesn't ever do. One of the big gothic things in the original was the gothic romance. They don't even acknowledge, like they say it that there's this like, kind yeah. of like sexual tension, s- sort of excitement from saying Candyman enough times mm-hmm. so that maybe a ghost will pop up behind you. Which, of course, is the whole point of this: is that you know, as a kid, you would say Bloody Mary into a mirror, and you'd be yeah. like, "Oh, who's behind me? Oh, what the? Oh, yeah, you, you know, tempt like- the fates and whatnot." Although I feel like there's that's something about that. Yeah, I I do agree. I understand where you're coming from. Although I feel like that is just an extension of this movie is going for very much its own thing while still yeah. having resonance for the original. But they like so they tried not to do a romance. I feel like they almost could have done it with 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 just one sequence at the end. They could have had him seduce her to the church instead mm-hmm. of her getting like captured in the laundromat, which I thought was a a good sequence. But it was also mm-hmm. like. One of those things where I was like, you just had to put this one little bit in here where he would be like, he would be like, uh, what, what was her character's name? It was, uh, it was Brianna. He'd be like, Brianna, join me. And, you know, like, be my victim. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. So you sort of miss that, like, almost like operatic allure. And plus the original had Philip Glass's like score, which was fantastic. So it does have that like gothic score is quite good. I, I mm-hmm. will not I will not discredit the score here. I think you're exactly right. I think that this score is here's good, but Philip Glass, baby. But you know? Philip Glass. <laughs> like you're just like, oh. And I think that that's my only like big problem with this is that like it's such a tonal away from the gothic mm-hmm. and more towards modern horror slash storytelling because they, mm-hmm. they're trying to talk about storytelling 
and I think that that gothic, uh, you miss I think, it. I miss it a little bit, you know, like and and it's just like those little hints would have taken that further. I think we get a little bit of it a couple times where you're just like, and I think they just could have, and I think that you know that might it, it's one of those things where it might be like one of those things where it's like an early director thing. I don't know, I don't know because I can't find. You know, like they they may have just shied away from that. They were like, we shouldn't have yeah. that. It's weird. You know, like my my but I criticism think something to it. Yeah, I do understand that. My criticism of the movie is less so that I do miss that gothic like feel as well. But I get this just like this is while still a sequel, very much going in its own direction. I do love and the shots of the up upside down city. Down that they city, keep do, yeah, they it's keep great. Doing. Like first off, uh our buddy don or uh what's his twitter handle oh my god uh, it's a boat it's a boat on twitter he uh he did a short when we were younger called slumber city and it was mm -hmm. so funny because i i saw those shots and i was like oh this would look good in slumber city <laughs> like, <I was> like <laughs> it was just, just like a you know like but uh beside the point that's a, too much of an inside yeah. joke but like it's it's one of those things where I uh, it's so dreamy and so uh, uh it's 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 like speaking about the subject matter a little bit mm -hmm. you know like and I think that it's a good it's a good thing and I think they almost could have used it more a couple yeah. times you know like I was like bring it up do it again yeah <laughs> like so my primary criticism above anything else honestly is sometimes the way it's paced mm. I feel like. I feel like we have scenes where we kind of hang around a little too long. Mm. And then there are other times where I feel like we're really like revving it up and trying to get through it. Like the transition before the church sequence, getting yeah. to the church sequence feels like we're fucking moving. We are moving. Yeah, no, I agree. I think, I think the whole end. And you almost, you almost like kind of get whiplash like from it. You're like, Oh, okay. We're here now. Okay. I'm not against it, but. You kind of just caught me off guard. I agree. I think they kind of go, oh, it's the third act now. And <laughs> instead, instead of like transitioning into it, like I said, you could have had that like, and I think that's kind of what I'm trying to say is that like maybe that gothic romance would have slowed up the pace a little bit. It would have helped that, like, like gel together of just like lulling her to the church as opposed to like, oh man, a dude at a laundromat just kidnapped me. <laughs> Which I do... I love the addition of Burke. I think mm -hmm. that because you could have just had um, the boy, you know, you could have had the, you know, the son of Candyman basically going, you know, what's going on here. And uh, which I thank God they didn't call it that. Thank God they didn't call it that. <laughs> like, because they would have just given away the whole plot. But you could, you could, like, I feel like the fans will just call this son of Candyman at some or point. Some, just, or uh, some stupid shit like Candyman lives or some <laughs> garbage. I think that might be the next one, bro. Candyman <laughs> well, lives. And, and I think that, uh, I, I, sorry, that's too, sorry, I'm losing it. <laughs> they, they had, they had a Halloween lives trailer right before the, before Halloween kills. Halloween kills. Sorry. Halloween kills. Which is supposed to be followed by Halloween ends. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sure. All right. John Carpenter's like, ah, I got another one in me. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, eh, whatever. Um, yeah, and I think the yeah, I think I think you're right on the money that the pacing is good most of the time. I think that it it, it lulls you into his like psychotic breakdown, and a lot of people call this a slow burn, which I 
actually disagree with no, highly. I, disagree I think with, this fucking yeah. moves. I think this like it doesn't. It I was completely goes, invested Burr. and sucked in, and uh, it doesn't rely on cheap fucking scares. Mm. Yeah, no, I so. The one thing that was funny is is that Mary came out of that and go, they turned Candyman into the grudge, did they? And I went, oh my god, they did. Like, because <laughs> that's a little bit of my other criticism is that they, but I also kind of like it because you have to take the sequels somewhere else, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, you have to keep, and what they've done with Candyman here instead of the original where it's like, Oh, he can, he will fuck up everybody. Who cares? He doesn't care. He just is sweet to the sweet, you know, like whoever gets it, gets it. Uh, but like he in this, it's like, no, no, no. Uh, Candyman is a vengeful spirit that you yeah. can literally unleash on people, you know, like and and it's sort of a response to this senseless violence, this like unprovoked yes. dehumanization and 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 murder. And, and there's also a little touch about the kills, which I didn't even notice because I went to go see it with my brother and he pointed this out to me and I'm like, wait a minute. And then I had to think about it. Another thing that really leans into like the whole vengeful spirit and this movie being super transgressive and um, Candyman almost acting like a spirit of vengeance for the people, especially from Cabrini yep. Green or just black people in Chicago in general, yep. is that there are no black victims in this movie. Yeah, right. None it's... of the kills are people of color. I I was like I was like oh oh, oh. <laughs> I was like oh, which to me I'm like get it get it get it get yeah. It. So but... <laughs> was I. It's it's um... it's because it's almost even played for laughs. Like you have that scene with the teenagers like at the school trying to say it in the bathroom mirror, and if you notice, like it's a group of white girls, and then there's like one Asian girl, and yeah. she's the first one who leaves. She's like, no, it's, I'm out. <laughs> like, no, nah, I'm out. She says it like a couple times. She's like, no, nah, I'm out. It's only the white girls who are just like, yeah, what's the worst that could happen? <laughs> and, and, you know, that's a, a lot of people say it like white people being stupid in horror movies is like some of the greatest white privilege ever, you know, because, oh, yeah. like, you know, like a anybody else is like, no, 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 I ain't risking this. I'm out. We ain't going in that basement. And always white people are like, we got to see what's in that basement. And you're like, no, you don't <laughs> get out of there. Um, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they 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 it's kind of funny in that way, but they use it as a vengeful spirit to and and I think that changes Candyman in a in a lot of ways. I think that it's like, you know, like it it changes who he is. But um, I think it also works in the um no, no, aspect. No, wait, hold on. You uh there was black victims on screen with his with Burke's sisters dying in the bathroom. Uh, when they Burke sisters yeah when they so uh, and 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 mary didn't remember this scene either when they when they're doing the flashback, oh yeah you're right with the flashback okay and they yeah. see and he sees and he doesn't call him Candyman. he calls him sherm is it sherman is the original guy that that he thinks is his candy man mm -hmm. which is what i love about this is like now you have his candy man and you have your candy man and you have like and I'm like, ooh, they ran. Yeah, the credits go through like almost like four different stories. Just like my Candyman was like a painter from the early 1800s. Blah 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 blah. Fell right. in love with a white woman, was killed. Just like, oh, my Candyman was this dude who lived in Cabrini Green who would give kids candy. My Candyman was like this little kid on a bike. Like just right. the way myths evolve and change and shift 
And I lo- also love the aspect that Candyman can sort of infect you. Yeah. and Because you get that bit like Burke becomes corrupted because he got stung as a child with the bee, which is the same thing that happens with our main character in uh, the modern setting. Right. And you get the like, he starts to slowly lose his mind. He starts to get hive like marks on all over his skin. Which I, also, that oh, was great. Oh, like so good. Like that's all I was. That's all I really wanted from this movie was like some really good makeup effects on their candy man. Mm-hmm. And they, they delivered baby. They, uh, they, they weren't holding back. There's lots of great practical effects in this movie. And I think any horror fan will be like, get it, get it, get it, get it. Because you're just like, yes, please give me a fucking throat slit. That's not CGI blood. Please Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And this movie's like, I got you fam. And then uh, they also do uh, like so many, I mean, of course it's the, 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 the biggest like moment, but that's a great practical effect is the fucking claw going into and chopping off his arm, but chopping off his arm and then the claw going into, and then, yep. Yeah. You're just like, gotta keep the story consistent. You're like, Anthony, no, (laughs) I also loved the very, well, it definitely, it wasn't, it was obvious to me. Yeah. Uh, the very nice symbol of the church in general. Yes. Of how on the inside it's graffitied up and it's dirty and it's sort of like a seedy underbelly. But on the outside, it's literally whitewashed. Yeah, right. You're like, oh, wait a minute. Hold up. Like, it's it's exactly, exactly. It's like such a very clear, like, symbol. You get this? Like, you're mm-hmm. picking up what I'm putting down. Uh, <laughs> I, I I think that. Burke as an addition is is such a great addition because it's not only Anthony McCoy's point of view being infected by Candyman. It's it's also Burke, you know, like I love that. I love that. Yeah, they, like you they said, sum- it, it goes everywhere. Yeah, and he um, sums it up with his line, just like Candyman ain't a he. Candyman's the whole damn hive. He, oh my God, he gives the best speech in the fucking movie when he's talking about the ground being so soiled and messed up that it like it just can't recover he gives the that's the best speech mm-hmm. in the whole movie that was like i was like shit dog this is amazing you know and like, that was like, that was one of the big turning points where be, even before the third act i'm just like i really hope this movie goes in a direction where we sort of where we get like really transgressive and that's what i like about the third act it's just like the idea of just like this story continues to happen over and over, over and over again and we've tried playing nice so <laughs> how about we turn Candyman on you yeah right like here we go uh, <laughs> but i think that it's it's weird like i said it uh it kind of turns and i think this is where some people will be kind of eh, either like eh, or, eh, or like hey, hey, will be like is is it is Candyman as a vengeful spirit is a little strange and I worry for sequels is basically it. I think that this movie is well thought out, well mm-hmm. done. I worry for sequels. I, I really don't I really need do. another one, but that's also why even though oh, I, I get another one. This yeah, one I could definitely get Of course one. it's going to get another one, but I can have my own head cannon. But that's why I like the ending and I can understand the criticisms of it feeling abrupt. Yeah. But it also sort of goes back to HBO Watchmen where it ends on that point because you can have an idea of where this is going to go sort yeah. of like before the revolution starts. 
but anything that's in your imagination is going to be way more interesting than what yeah. they might actually show in a continuation. So no, I, I sort agree. of like that it ends on that note of just like, fuck, you're going there. And I like that the uh, ending credit sequence also helps. Like yeah. you have like the figures of multiple Candyman's like standing up behind them like an army. You're like, shit. shit. <laughs> yeah, but right? to be honest, doing that in an actual movie, I don't think they can actually pay that off. But like tickling my imagination. Yeah. It's amazing up here. <laughs> and I would like to keep it that way. <laughs> I... I I agree. I think that they I, I think they they bring it to a good ending that keeps it good for you, like opened wise. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. I see the like I get the whiplash to the ending, but I think the ending does a great job of being like, we're tying this all up and sending you out with your own imagination, you know, like get out there, think about things you want to think about. Going uh, back to the uh, art but, uh, stuff. Gotta bring it up though, Tony mm -hmm. coming up at the end was uh yeah because so, I, mean, I, I knew, I, I knew him, he was i knew he was job. yeah i knew he was in it and i knew it was going to be like very minor and i'm sure most of that is because if you put him in there you gotta de-age him and that shit ain't cheap mm -hmm. so i'm glad that like they built up to that as just like a huge moment of just like when you see tony todd at the end that's how you know Candyman is like full power yeah, and I, and I think that's one of the best parts about this movie is that, and I think that's why I think there's some pacing problems, but I think the reason why this movie moves, uh, and it's not a slow bird, is that it is a, it's kind of a summoning, you know, like is that mm -hmm. there's they're summoning Candyman and all these events, all bringing up Candyman, getting it into the zeitgeist, saying Candyman more, uh, gave him more power, and yeah. I, and of course you can't miss the obvious illusion they're saying when they're like say his name they're say they're bringing up george floyd they're bringing up uh so many of the victims of police violence mm -hmm. that have died in the many 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 years yeah and little little passed. stuff like that it's just like oh you can tell this is made by filmmakers who are people of color and that you that's that like jordan peele that you can feel yes exactly Did not mean to make that rhyme but hey <laughs> the jordan peele you can feel um but I think that I like that because it it really like it 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 intensifies their message, you know, like they're like, we're saying this, and then they're like, but do you understand what we're saying on top of that? Mm -hmm. You know, by saying say your name, but like alluding to George Floyd, you know, like is that the power is there, you know, like and it's not, you know, like and it doesn't go away. It's endless, you know, like this is not I think it's it's almost uh, you know a, a little a little it's kind of inspiring at the end even though six yeah. seven cops just... die you're like okay yeah power to you Chicago yeah but you also <laughs> get that sort of like like powerful catharsis yeah which is nice and you can explore you can explore that in fantasy not just horror yeah exactly I think so um, I do. I do think there's some moments that have, like, I think script-wise, I think there's some dialogue that is a bit iffy at times, and other mm -hmm. times is wicked great, you know? Like, is so fantastic. Like I said, the speech at the end, uh, I think there's a lot of, of really fantastic dialogue. Uh, yeah. I just think that there's some moments where you're like, do we need to say that? <laughs> like, do we, do we, it made me go. A little bit, you know, like, like it was, what? Uh, it was earlier on in the movie. There was just little like bits, like transition sentences that made mm -hmm. me be like, 
we could have skipped that sentence. You yeah, know? yeah, like, I get you. Like, but that can uh, be that can be kind of cheesy. Yeah, and I think that uh, it, it, again, I'm not. I'm bringing up these criticisms because I like this movie, you know, like I like this. I just, and I think it's a step above uh, obviously most movies, you know, I think that that's like no question. Uh, And I think that's what you come to a review for, for these is to be like, is this movie worth my time? Is it a step above the other movies? And I can unequivocally say that Candyman is a step above, you know, like, and Especially because Mary brought up the grudge and we watched the grudge afterward and you're just like, you're like, I'm glad it wasn't this, <laughs> like, you know, like, you're like, I'm glad, like, <laughs> like uh, to be fair, the end of uh, the American grudge, I think that's one of the, one of the better horror sequences uh, of physical, like, like literal horror that they do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that's one of the strongest parts of that movie. And I think it's a, the grudge American movie is actually a really interesting experiment because it's the same director director as the original who did every yeah. other one I, he he does that's the crazy part he did there's no like offshoot or sequel he hasn't done <laughs> like which i think is so like in a world where they just hand projects to other people especially when they're like we're bringing a japanese property over to america they just usually are like take it somebody else and yeah then, like thank god they they have the integrity and they brought him and i think it really actually kind of elevates that movie more than it really should because that movie's like not good at some points and then it like it i think his directing and the actors really like whoop, 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 and you're like okay you know <laughs> you know it's i get an okay reaction out of it i got a much better reaction out of Candyman, you mm-hmm. know, like I, I, and I think that best of all, Candyman leaves you with s- stuff to think about, you know, like this isn't, you know, like this isn't a, a, a thoughtless movie, you know? Like, oh yeah. My brother and I were just going off on just the car ride home. <laughs> like I was going into just like, Oh, did you notice the symbol with like the church and stuff that's whitewashed on the outside? Did you notice this? This is an illusion to this. This is an illusion to this. But that's how urban myths work. Also, the art critic is also totally. It's also supposed to represent those like bad faith criticisms of like, oh, this is so political. Yeah, it's that that moment where she critiques his exhibit the first time. It's just like, oh, this is derivative. I've seen it all before. Blah, 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 blah. You're just as bad as we are. Right. I, I exactly. That's. That's why I love her doing that argument there because it, you know, it seems reasonable, you know, like, and, mm-hmm. and it's obviously not, you know, like, it's like being like artists, like, uh, you know, make the gentrification and you're like, no, we're just, everyone's just trying to survive up until the point where you guys are trying to make money, you know, like, and that's kind of the message here is they don't give it like, you know the one percent don't give a shit bro and they will fucking kill you for it Mm -hmm. you know like and it's like you know like if it's like they don't they don't care what you did to an area they will get rid of you to make that money you know yeah they they don't care she and the fact that the moment that he gets any amount of publicity because of the murders then suddenly she's much more interested and now suddenly seems to understand the work Right. I, I, I actually, I really like that sequence. I already said it. I really mm-hmm. like that sequence in total. I especially liked the early cut. I don't know if you caught this too, of like him being like, say it. 
like it, it, like it cut it's like it's all, they're doing this like back and forth between the two of them like mm-hmm. him challenging her to say Candyman, and then they have that one moment where she's saying like oh i don't know and then they quit they like break the pacing of the of the edit to like quick cut to him and he's closer than he was before and he says say it and and that's like the moment you kind of can tell he's a he's infected you know like yeah. he's like it's in him you know like it's a uh, a candy man is here, you know, like, like <laughs> ah, shit. I, um, I, I enjoyed it, but almost tried not to laugh just because it's cute with the whole dark, spooky version of the Candyman can. I was going to say, I said to, one of the first things that came out of that movie being like, was like, I like that they actually use Candyman can in this movie. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I know that's, I know that's stupid. And I, like you said, I'm, it's, it's a little cheesy, but I like, it started up and I was like. I'm glad they use Candyman. <laughs> yeah, but it's also kind of like King of the Monsters finally fucking putting the Godzilla song in a Godzilla movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You're like, wow. Yeah. You're like, this should have happened. But, uh, well, that art critic also has, for me, one of the better kills. I love that it's played in wide. Mm. Where they pull out from the apartment windows. Yeah, I, I again, I think there's a lot of great kills in this movie. Mm-hmm. I almost wanted more. Is that weird? And and Mary um, said the same thing. Who's not a fucking gore person? You know, not she's not really like searching after that gore. And she for was me, like, I think there was. She was just like, a... it could have been more. And I was like, kill yeah. them, kill more people. Let's go. I think there's just enough of it because even the original film was never really so much about mm. the gore. And I've actually seen criticisms where people have said, I just feel like this one compared to the original is just kind of a gore fest. I'm like, not really. Because no. there is gore in there, but it's pretty tame. The original has fuck loads of blood. Like, fuck loads. Yeah, like, blood. It has a lot of blood, but yeah. most of the actual kills are just like, are just like, insert here. Stacked. You don't actually see anything go in. You hear a bunch of grunts. We cut away. Like, you don't actually get to see yeah. gore, but you do see a lot of aftermath of kills. <laughs> I, I will say, I think that's what well, I. I think that's one of the things about this movie is that this movie is made for horror fans. This movie is made for fans of the original film and who want that expansion of the universe, that want that next step instead of just like, give me more Candyman. You know, like, but it this also is... is good at bringing in new viewers because, like, yes. my brother's seen the original, but it's been a bit, so he didn't remember too much about it. And. It was good that they had the summation of what happened in the first film and how it builds upon that with, like you said, without just straight up using footage from the original movie. Right. Which they could have done, but the same, or, and I think the same thing could be said for Deathly Hollows. They could have like shot some flashback to the actual Deathly Hollows doing stuff and it wouldn't have been as effective. It would have been cool to see. You would have been like, wow, so cool to see that. But it might, like, but it might not have worked because when you go to like mythic, storytelling or fairy tales or oral myths it's they oftentimes don't add up or make sense because there's like that ethereal just like fairy tale quality to them it's just like where if you think about it from a logical standpoint they'd kind of fall apart but that's right. not the point it's just telling a story so exactly. something like deathly hollows works that they made that animated sequence instead because trying to do that live action it might have seemed a little weird yeah and i think that here you could have used flashbacks. I think plenty of horror sequels do the slow motion, low frame rate flashbacks to older movies. And they mm-hmm. could have just done that. They could have. And I think taking the time and effort to do that really elevates it. Um, and I think that 
that can be applied to everything. Uh, I'm and I, I'm and bringing up Sonic again for another fucking second week in a row. But I'm playing through Sonic Forces, and I'm gonna play Colors afterwards, which I heard was broken on Switch. We'll play it. Uh, but basically, I think that sometimes you know, like there's a lot of great qualities to a Sonic game, and everyone knows what makes up a Sonic game. But what elevates one Sonic game from the other? is perfecting the formula but also elevate like taking the care and time to do great animation to do those like sequences you wanted to see as a fan you know like to really like elevate the project with just animation you know like and mm -hmm. uh and, and adding feeling and, and and emotion to to what you're doing and i think that Sonic games are elevated when they do that, you know, like when they can they can like really step up. Like that's why Sonic Mania is the reigning king because every little thing on that screen seems purposeful, you know, yeah. like and it seems well thought out and well done. And I think that that's the great part about the animation in here in Candyman. It doesn't feel careless like a flashback to the old movie. It feels like they're like, no, 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 we want. The, first off, the, I love the shadow puppet uh, idea that they're doing and how complicated mm -hmm. it gets at points. And, they, and the like, fact that they that give, like, team. a reason for it in the text. Right? They, it's like in – you see Burke doing it as a young child, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, hell yeah. So it's like all these extra things really elevate this project, I feel like, and really take it above your modern – horror sequels yeah. especially in a world where we keep getting pretty bad horror remake sequels you know like, yeah like again <laughs> i hate i almost hate shitting on halloween 2018 because as much as i talk yeah, shit about it I, all the I time like i don't i don't dislike 2018 but it has a lot of stupid fucking choices okay wait hold on oh so we're talking about Oh, okay. We're not talking about 2007. Okay. I no, I, I, I actually like... haven't seen Halloween, this one, the, the, the 2018. I actually haven't seen this one yet. I'm behind. I'm, you, and yeah, I it's another, that, it's sorry, another, like, fans who are listening it's, to this a, it's a reboot. It's a reboot sequel, just like Candyman. It's ignoring all the sequels. It's even not doing what H20 did, where it's just like, we're ignoring everything but the first two. It's yeah. even ignoring two. So the whole, like, Lori is Michael's sister's thing is gone. Really? So, yeah. so is Jamie Lee Curtis her sister still, or is it like it, no? Does she finds it out in this movie or something? No, no. Wow. Okay. That that's... that aspect of it is is just gone. Wow, I didn't realize that. Okay, that's interesting. What a weird change. So Lori, so Lori, just it's just going by the first film where Lori is just kind of a victim of circumstance. That's interesting. You know, he doesn't have a personal stake in taking her down, or she doesn't have a personal stake in taking him down, other than the she he's killed all these people that Yeah, so it's more just like trauma and revenge, knowing that he's gonna come back for her. And for him, it's sort of just back to the ambiguity of the first one where he's just like, There is no purpose to Michael Myers. Which I dig. I dig that. I yeah, dig, that's I, one I, of the I ideas I like. like. But there's just there's just really stupid shit in twenty eighteen that just like really gets under my skin. <laughs> Yeah, I, and I'll to be fair, to it's also it. just to be fair, it's also a matter of just being beaten down by so many bad Halloween movies that even when a decent <laughs> one comes out, it's sort of like too little, too late. <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. Deshaun's like, Deshaun's like, no, no, you've been gone for too long. I won't stand here 
and take this shit. I'll yeah. just go back and watch the originals. But there's there, there's stuff I like about it. I'm almost excited for Halloween Kills, only because now that we're done with the first one, we can get rid of all the fucking member berry shit of just, like, you remember the first one? You remember the first one? And we can just go in a different direction. Berry. That's such a, that's a great way to put it. <laughs> it's perfect. It's, it's literally per- perfect. It's so true because it's like, it's so many of these sequels are like, ah? Uh, you remember mm-hmm. that first one wasn't that good and you're like shut the fuck up like please like, like i can't because uh, like texas chainsaw massacre is also getting one <laughs> which is like it's fucking fourth yes that's like, like the uh, that's the, like the, the franchise Spider-Man. that's been rebooted the most yeah, yeah it's like it's the spider-man of the horror franchises they're like nope nope restart it again who cares and you're just like no we care stop like, <laughs> and i think that's why this is more for the original fans than like any of the other Candyman sequels are because this one's like you know like this is for you guys you know like this is yeah not this one this one random. gets it more this isn't a remake this isn't a restart this one's moving forward with the pathos with a Candyman movie I don't want just mindless entertainment and gore I want that from a Friday the Thirteenth sequel <laughs> yes please. Like, I know what I want. Like, I'm easy to please when it comes to something like that. But with the can- with Candyman, Candyman was always about something. Yes. And I think that's what makes this, and, and I hate to say it, but breathe, you know? Like, this is what makes this thing stand up on its own, is that it has something to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only social commentary, uh, you know, about gentrification and, and racism and, and, and basically... Uh, white supremacy uh, is like is that it, it it also has a lot to say uh, about the Candyman mythos. What what Jordan Peele feels like, or or uh, uh, Nia DaCosta feels like needs to step forward to mm-hmm. be a modern legend. You know, like, and I think that that it's. Uh, I'm kind of astounded, you know, like I, I really, I, you know, like a lot of these, I, I think one of, when I'm saying breathing, I'm definitely thinking of the Nightmare on Elm Street remake where they, mm-hmm. that movie doesn't feel like it's breathing. It doesn't have a fucking pulse. Yeah. Point. The weird, the weird thing about the Nightmare remake is that it's at its best when it's doing new shit. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's stuff to like in that movie. Like but I like doing frame, thi- frame. Yeah. Remakes, you're like like Jackie Earl Haley is a good actor and I actually like him in the part. Even if it's like, there's no way you can like top Robert England. No. It's just too iconic a thing to try st- and top. I think but... he's still alive. Like fucking use him, you know? Like yeah. it's like, and I, but it's a remake. You got to do something different. But, but now we, but that was, old but that was like that era. Like if we did it now, now we instead of doing remakes, now we do reboot slash sequels where we kind of can like scratch the itch of remaking it, but it's still tied to original continuity, <laughs> so people won't be mad. Yeah, exactly. I think, <laughs> or they so, will be mad. <laughs> yeah, we found the compromise, but with the nightmare film, like there there are things I like about that, and it's all just shit that's not really just like remember the first one. Like yeah. the characterization is nice. The performances are good. They really, they really um lean into sleep deprivation and the effects it has on you a lot more than the original does. And all that stuff is good. And also the idea until they chickened out of it, that maybe Freddie actually wasn't doing anything with the kids. Yeah. And he was just like 
he was actually innocent the entire time. I'm like, huh, if you actually stuck with that, you would have had a take, but then you chickened out at the end. And I think that's, I think that's one of the things right at the beginning they do with Candyman. And I think it's so interesting that they, they do, they, they're telling Burke's story of meeting, uh, Sherman for the first Mm -hmm. time. And I love that because you see him come out and as a fan, you're like, that's not Todd. You know, like it's your first thought. You see him come out and you're like, he's standing funny. And you're like, and it's like funny because you're like, it's not Candyman. This is, and it immediately like, it like changes it. And I, I, I love that because it like it as a fan, your visceral reaction is immediate. But then that like, Mm -hmm. you're like, Oh, but we're, telling a story here you know like we're, we're we actually have a take that's uh, you know gonna move forward and i was like oh yeah it's just one of those things like where's tony todd where's tony todd just like give it a sec we have to earn tony todd you gotta earn tony todd uh and i think that i think they did a great job of of, mm-hmm. of building him up to that moment i think that you know like, uh, the I, I literally also... cheered i literally cheered in the theater i know i I've only gone to see. I'm finally back at theaters, guys. I saw Shang Chi last week, and I and I saw the 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 uh, Candyman this this week. And I gotta say, I just want to fucking cheer and clap for every fucking frame of, of, <laughs> of on the screen. It's so, I it's so stupid. It's so stupid. I miss movies so fucking I'm glad much. because if you didn't go see Candyman because I really wanted to talk about it I was gonna get on you it's just like oh man Frank you're falling back into your old habits pre-lockdown not going to see anything that isn't a blockbuster <laughs> no I I loved seeing things in theaters this past two weeks I've uh, you know seen Sang-Chi and, and Candyman I it's not even two weeks it's this past couple days mm-hmm. and I yeah, I almost want to fucking cry man because it's like it's such it's such a great feeling to 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 see these big pieces of art on a big screen. I know, and it sounds so stupid to say that because I got a big screen at home. What are you talking about? And I do too. I got a 4K, 50, 50 inch. You know, like I, it's a big boy. You know, it's not huge. But I like, think the um, I think the red letter media joke about finally being able to watch yeah. films that were normally only in theaters at home pretty much sums it up. Yeah, I think they did it perfectly. when you're in all the interruptions. When you- yeah, when you're in a place where your primary focus is the screen and what's being presented in front of you in a dark room with a bunch of strangers and you're just there for that one thing as opposed to like, yeah, I'm watching this here, but I also I'm also texting yeah, and also, also these tweeting. kids and all these kids are running around blah 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 blah. That's the difference. It is the difference. And it's like and there's just nothing better than actually feeling the soundtrack like uh and the sound effects with the with the inside of theater you know like the booming of the actual system and And just the psychology of like you left your house to come to this place and you paid money to be here so this is going to get your undivided attention right and it's and i just i don't know if i've uh, if if i just went to the right theaters this week because i uh, you know they're newer movies so they're putting them on the big screens but fuck it was a giant screen like I don't know. Like, I think Shang Chi was like some weird, like not IMAX, but IMAX. But uh, yeah, where but, it's like it's like emulated IMAX, but not true. Like they size. call it something else, like RPX or something yeah. like that. But I'm, it was I'm sort. Like I'm doing that, that for Shang Chi later because Good. they were literally the only seats that were left. So I'm like, okay, I guess kind of IMAX. Let's that's go. That's what that's what I saw, and I gotta say, that's what I meant by see it in the biggest theater mm-hmm. screen possible but that's next week's review stop talking about shang chi right now we're not talking about it till next but week this is a did, little preview for what next did week guys think about uh candy man 
So she liked it a lot, but it, yeah, she said uh, she did like it a lot because she, it, like she said, it it does take that step above. Uh, and I and and you know is that and 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 we definitely liked it, but it was, but she, she said it's it changes it a bunch to be uh to be a vengeful spirit that you can sick on people, mm-hmm. you know, like in it. And it does make it kind of, and it's funny because I'm saying the grudge, but what I mean by it's kind of like the grudge is they even bring it up when they're talking about it at the end with that great speech that I said Burke says, is that if something awful just keeps happening in the same place, the soil of that place is going to be not only like tarnished, but like rotted, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and, and I think that that's, like the uh, it's such a great analogy because it's bringing up uh and 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 Mary was saying this too is that like poverty is not only uh like a you know like uh a stress on your life it's a is a health problem you know it it shortens your life it takes years off your life and stress they literally mm-hmm. say they 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 I I saw a chart one time of like they they with with money decreases in salary your arc the back just arcs down it's almost like the foot of capitalism fucking stepping on your stepping back. on so, your back yeah <laughs> like and it's like it's one of those things that like they're they're saying such a great thing here that like you know like that that uh, and i think it what she's saying about the grudge is that the grudge is like a vengeful spirit that was stuck in a place because something awful happened and that was just one angry awful spirit think about hundreds thousands of angry spirits you know mm-hmm. like that's what Candyman is now you know like yeah that's sort that's... of the idea of just like every one of us has a candy man in us mm. because this is just an endless cycle of violence yeah and, and oppression I, yeah and and i think that's important to oppression because it's not a it's not perpet it's not perpetuated you know like it's not like well it is perpetuated but not by the people that are obviously they're trying to blame all the yeah. time, you know, people like, just trying to live and yeah. just, and also just that more ethereal idea of just like places. It's like places have like memory mm. and places have energies. Yeah. I think they, I, I think it was smart to bring it back to the green. And yeah, it was one of those things where like they took actual history to its advantage. Just like, Oh, if you're going to do a Candyman sequel, we should touch upon Cabrini Green, which is right. more or less gone now. Make that a part of the story. Right. I, I I think that's also why it doesn't feel as violent as it probably should is because there's no one there. You know, like that's like that's. Kind yeah, it of, keeps it very isolated. Yeah, it keeps it very isolated. And I think that's kind of interesting part where it feels which like is, Candyman's roaming a very packed uh, like almost a, a sardine can, a bus of people, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, and that's, what's so scary about the originals that he's just kind of loose in this, yeah. in, in this place. And, and he's in the walls, you know, like, and that's what, but I think uh, that also speaks to like how weak Candyman is at this point and how he yeah. needs to like gain power. Yeah, exactly. So it makes sense that we're, it's mostly with this small group. One of the criticisms that I've also seen, and I hesitate to call it, a plot hole just because the term plot hole has been co-opted by the most annoying yeah. people in the oh, world. Yeah. But Cinema's it is one of those <laughs> things where they do bring up just like the way these murders seem to keep being tied back to our main character 
you would think the police would him would hit him up, especially because he's a person of color. And that's like there's that inherent bias. I imagine they pushed away from that, because if you go into that route of just like he's being blamed for murders that he didn't really do, you yeah. lean too much into material from the first movie again. Yeah, because that and, and, and I think and you can see um, in the trivia on IMBD, they actually did have a plot with um what's the name of the original uh uh character jennifer uh i forget what her name is but they actually had a plot where they brought back the original actress and they were going to do more of her in the movie oh helen just, helen Helen. sorry helen not jennifer helen and they were going to do more of her in the movie but like i think you said is that i think they felt like they were trotting the same path again you know like the the uh, being accused of murders you didn't do uh you know like which obviously in the first movie they're like now you feel what it's like to be black and you're like well that was ham-fisted <laughs> like yeah but, yeah but you're like but in it like that, that's why i think that moving away from that to an act to to an act of violence per, like put upon them is is better you know like mm -hmm. I, you know i think that like i, I think it's i gotta say this it is quite good i love the special effects i think that this is worth seeing in theaters too you know like this mm -hmm. is uh, if you're a big horror fan this is one of the year's best horror wise i think uh and no question in my mind mm -hmm. uh, this is this is one that's going to stick with me for a bit and i will buy it physically to support it and it'll be right next to my original film because <laughs> i sure as hell don't own two and three and don't plan to yeah right like eh, now i'm good uh but really I, I i agree i think that this is one of those ones that people it could have been a nothing movie and it's surprising that they were able to have a voice uh have something to say have great practical effects uh and and really deliver something sort of sad you know like i think some people will be unsatisfied but most of all some people will be very satisfied that we can expand this mythos and go further because Candyman deserves it. It's, and also, the it, it's a fucking cult classic, and it, it also has more. some um, film history added to it because mm. I think it was Slash Film that put out an article for it, where Candyman is the first uh, film that's number one at the box office, directed by um, a female black director. Wow, that is big. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that because uh, it, it's 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 the same thing as I, I can't I keep bringing up Shang Chi, but it's the same thing as Shang Chi, where it's like. Even um, the he the head of Disney was like, Shang Chi's an experiment. Uh, it's, it looks like a good experiment. It's like th these executives are are so first off degrading, uh, mm -hmm. but also like being like, oh well, we don't we don't think that will do well, you know, like because it's not Matt Damon in the lead or something, you know, like yeah. it's like it's like come on, you know, like that is. It, uh, and and I, I love Shang Chi what. breaking records because you're and Candyman breaking records because you're like you're like shut the fuck up. It's a big like sit what. down to them, you know. Given that like uh, Wonder Woman eighty four didn't do the numbers they wanted, mm. the fact that that Batgirl movie that they're developing is supposed to be going straight to HBO Max, and so is the Black Canary movie. I'm like, hmm, twice is not a pattern, but I'm watching you. Yeah, I, I exactly. I think Warner Brothers, you're like, you're like, guys, don't. I'm you, keeping an eye on you. Yeah, like, don't do this. Like, don't, don't you start. Don't you start with some bullshit where you're like, oh, it's a female director. Send it to do, send it to to HBO Max. You're like, you're like, you motherfuckers. Like, the, Jesus Christ, these are talented artists. 
please give them the fucking platform. Yeah, you know? like, and while it's nice to have like that sort of like that little milestone, it does speak to how behind we are. Uh-huh. You're given like that it's 2021, and You're we're like, still doing firsts shit, right? You're like, hey, 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 why, what? Like we're <laughs> like, we're still on firsts, right? It's it's. It's sad in a way, you know, like, and I'm glad we can break these barriers now and keep moving forward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I actually think that this is one of those movies that Nia DaCosta should be hired a lot more for. This is one of those things that she had not only a visual, uh, l- like, uh, g- great visual storytelling here. There's also, uh, a, you know, a great script and, you know, a, great soundtrack this is this is something that has the qualities to take somebody even further 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 yeah and i i hope they can do it you know like and uh, uh and just and just keep building i i i hope they don't pigeonhole her and are like here's candy man too you know like i hope that they she can do whatever she wants uh i because think she she's can. attached to something bigger now yeah I think I, that's I think that's one of the stupid things that they started to do in IMBD. If the, if it wasn't a completely confirmed future project, they don't mm-hmm. put it on IMBD anymore. It has to be like, which is weird confirmed. because IMDb would just literally put like to be determined or like rumored or something yep. like that. They got rid of it because I think it was confusing to their database. I think it was like, wait, this movie's actually never coming out. <laughs> Either that or a bunch of people not reading the fine print. Yeah, and exactly. just being like, yo, it's on IMDb, it's confirmed. They're like, oh yeah. Like, because I, I was trying to see who was involved with the new Batgirl movie, like you were saying, because I know that they hired the girl from In the Heights, which I think is a great casting choice as as Barbara. And I was trying to find it out, and I couldn't find anything on that movie on IMDb. There it is. She's, she's, attached. she's supposed to do the Marvels. Oh, shit. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Because... I, I mean, I fucking love the Marvels. Uh, I think it's I, I I I mean I don't I don't mean to I don't mean to be like that at all. But like, if you give me anything by Alex Ross, I'm like, hell yeah, hell yeah, give me some, give it, give it, please. You're like, thinking I, th- you, I'm gonna. Am I missing up Marvels? You're, you're mixing up Marvels. No, you're thinking I. No, you are. Like Alex Ross's Marvels is a thing. But oh. the Marvels is the Captain Marvel sequel. Oh. They're calling it the Marvels because oh, we're God. involving because we're involving um, Monica Rambeau oh, from right. WandaVision. And okay. it'll probably have it'll probably have um Kamala Khan like Miss Marvel in it. So instead of Captain Marvel oh. 2, it's just the Marvels. Okay. Well, yeah. actually, her being in charge of that makes me a lot more confident for that movie. Because mm-hmm. the first one of we've talked about before is a huge miss and just oh, kind yeah. of forgettable. And I think if you're gonna bring in Camilla, you gotta do it right, and uh, I I hope they I I hope I hope they can, and I think that that's what I get from her here is that she loves the material and wants to mm-hmm. do right by it, and I think that that's what's gonna happen. I hope that's what happens with uh, Miss Marvel. And hey, she's already worked with Tiana Paris, who's Monica Rambeau, so that'll be easy. You got me hyped up. I wanted a fucking Marvel. I know. I'm sorry. For a second the moment there. you said the moment you were so excited about it, I'm like, did he mix it up? And then you said Alex Ross. I'm like, oops, not that one. Not that one. Because like, I mean, come on. It's just being like Kingdom Come was great. You want to do Kingdom Come in the Marvel universe? And they're like, yeah, I do. 
yeah, I do want to mm-hmm. do that. And you're like, <laughs> and I, I'm like, please, I would absolutely watch a movie where it was, um, what's the main actor in this movie? Uh, uh, Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Thank you so much. Uh, if he was just the photographer in first off either Kingdom Come or in Marvels, uh, I would he could be the main character in either or, and I'd be like, nailed it. Let's move on, you know, like because they that I if they don't cool. do Kingdom Come as a as a fucking either live action or or a animated movie soon, I'm first off gonna lose my fucking mind. <laughs> uh, and in Marvels, uh, absolutely deserves a much bigger lens on it because it's a yeah. gorgeous it's first off it's a gorgeous book and uh, it's full of just like alex ross being like you have you seen me draw spider-man before no here you go uh have you seen me draw the fantastic four no here you go and like it's, it's just kind of it's even it's like kingdom come has i feel like more story instead of alex ross flexing and marvels is just him flexing the whole time mm-hmm. and you're like i'm okay with this but i would absolutely watch well, who a wrote movie. who wrote marvels Oh shit! Who did write Marvels? Uh, that's, because when uh, we talk about it, we mostly talk about Ross's artwork. But Kingdom Come isn't just about the artwork because you got no. fucking talent like Mark Wade on it. Yeah, and I think that really fucking sends it that step above. Marvels is oh 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 Bu- How do I say his name? Busek. Uh, oh, Kurt Busek. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And I mean, come on, he's doing. What he does in Marvels is awesome because they do like the start of the Marvel Universe with the Human mm-hmm. Torch and everything, and you're just like, uh, so good. I like it. I like it when certain stories for comic book universes try to condense it in real time. That's why I like Superman, Batman Generations. The fact yeah. that it's just like, what if they did start in the late 1930s and then actually aged in real time? Like I like stories like that. Just so you guys know, you can buy Marvels uh, if you're like you're like what I haven't read Marvels yet. Uh, you can get it for hardcover on sale right now on Amazon for thirty seven forty nine instead of the mm-hmm. fifty, and then uh, I think it's eighteen ninety nine paperback. So, but don't support Amazon. Buy Worth it, at, but buy it at Newberry Comics or something. Don't don't support Amazon or something. <laughs> buy it at an actual comic book shop. I'm sorry for bringing up uh, <laughs> Amazon, <laughs> but. Uh, but basically, guys, uh, do you have anything else you want to add to no, this new interview? I think I got it out of my system. This was a big one I really wanted to talk about because, like we said, it does have a lot to say. And it surprised me and it made me happy in ways that um, I didn't think it would because I was always mm. worrisome of just the idea on paper. Yes, I, I think that I think that's basically it. If you go in uh, th- like we did being like, please don't be a bad sequel. And then it's not, you're going to like this, you know, like, because this is not a bad sequel. But I think there's a lot of people who will be divided because they added more rules. And some people are like, oh, now, now I don't understand the rules. Like, you know, like, I think that that might happen to a few people. Mm -hmm. But, or they'll be like, but that wasn't the rules in the first one. You're like, well, stories have to fucking expand, bruh. Or some (laughs) like, oh, too political, woke garbage bullshit. Oh, my God. But seriously, though, I went through imbd and just downvoted all the people that's it literally brought up anything about politics on their review if they said this this movie is is a good scary movie but it's got too much politics you're like shut the fuck up even that like even that i'm like shut up like uh like (laughs) you're just like it's because because again i'll say it a movie 
doesn't always have to say something. It doesn't always have to say something, but this is art. Like movies are art. That's what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about art and art needs to move and say something and affect you. And I think that that's what this movie does. And I think that's why it's so damn effective is that it actually has something to fuck. A lot of stories you consume are political, whether or not the politics went over your head. Yeah. All you star Wars fans who are right wingers. uh, Sorry, Mm. bro. I got some stuff. I got something for you. You a stormtrooper motherfucker. (laughs) But, uh, but beside the point is that, uh, uh, is that this is worth seeing. Go see it in theaters. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to the Warp Shelf. Uh, another remote episode. We hope to soon be in person, but hopefully you like this format. You can see our... Uh, we tried to make our Warp Shelves kind of line up, sort of, so you mm-hmm. can see our our Warp Shelves behind us. Even Deshaun's, you don't get to see that often. So I think that's uh, hopefully an added treat for you guys. Um and really, uh, if you have any questions about the backgrounds, please drop it in in the section. Like you're like Frank, where'd you get that dope ass stand for your uh, for your game and watch? And you're like, I got it on an Etsy store, bitch. <laughs> um, and, <laughs> and you know, ask anything else. But basically, guys, thank you for supporting the show. Uh, you can check out all the episodes on YouTube or uh, wherever you get podcasts if you want to listen to the audio version. Um, please go to galaxygeek.com where we post all the episodes, uh, and you and you can see them in both formats, all on there. So it's all the, it's all that step up. And at some point, we wanna if we can. Uh, I think the next step is getting transcripts of the episodes and putting them below on Galaxy Geek. So that way, if you're like, I'm sitting in a meeting, I can't listen to the podcast. You could be like, What did Frank say? What did Deshaun say? Like, you know, like you can scroll all the way down. Um, so hopefully that's the next step. We're looking into it. Um, but guys, uh, please check out, uh, on Instagram and Twitter, our individual, uh, tags. I'm yet Frank on there. I'm not crack on there. And, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Feed the beast, comment, like whatever makes the YouTube algorithm. Do what you gotta do. If you like it, share it. And, uh, Guys, we'll see you next week with, like we said before, our Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi review. How did they say it? I love that they made the joke in the movie because I was like, I was like, I can't fucking say that name. Either. I've like, always I'm, said Shang-Chi just because Shang-Chi? Shang vocally Shang sounds really weird. white. Yeah, it sounds super Shang-Chi. Uh, and I think that, that I love that they made that joke in the movie because I was like, yes, I needed this. Please say it a bunch more times, please. I obviously need the lesson. I'm a dumbass. Um, but uh, guys, tune in for that episode next week. And um, I'm excited to talk about it. So thank you for tuning in and have a good one. It is Ryan here. And I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.